Hello, happy people. Welcome to the Profitable Happiness Podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Pillay with the Profitable Happiness Podcast. And today, I may actually be so blessed and so lucky to have Amanda Nelson. I am so proud, so humbled to have you here. First of all, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on today. How are you? Oh, my goodness. I have goosebumps. I have chills. I can't wait to learn more about you. But let me set this up first of all. Amanda, you and I met because I, you know, advertised for people who were highly successful on YouTube. Um, But I met you through LinkedIn. And the question I was looking for is people who are highly successful on YouTube who could come here on my show and inspire the rest of us as to how they got thousands and thousands of subscribers and millions of views and how they built a business doing something they love, which is just being on camera on YouTube. That was what I was looking for for this show. And you came to me and you said, I'd like to be on your show. And I said, hey, let me check out your channel. And you sent me a link and I went and checked out and you had only 200 subscribers and you've been on for three years. So I went back to you and I said, "Um, Amanda, you know, unfortunately I'm looking and then I looked at your story again. First of all, your story, you call yourself Amanda Jean Nelson going places. You are going places. And the reason is because you are here. You believe your purpose is to inspire blind and visually impaired people. And that's when I realized, wait a second. I went back to your channel and I realized you yourself are visually impaired and you started a YouTube channel, and you are fighting every day to get the word out. I know I'm going on and on, but I have to tell you how much that inspired me, almost to tears. And I said, would you please, please come on my show and inspire us? Because to me, this is the definition of profitable happiness. So Amanda, it's just, it's my my, my pleasure, my privilege to introduce you finally and to keep quiet <laughs> and let you talk. <laughs> so please tell us, first of all, Amanda, how did you become Amanda Nelson, YouTube channel owner? How did you arrive here today? Um, I, it has been a journey. Um, I actually go by my middle name, Amanda Jean. And I started this journey many, many years ago when I was looking for a job, couldn't find anything. I was visually impaired. I was like, you know, these people aren't giving me a chance. And I'm a journalist. And I started writing and putting stuff out and volunteering. And one day I took my paperwork to my caseworker because I'm in voc rehab and they help people with disabilities. And I said, I want to freelance and I want to do YouTube and I want to inspire others with my condition so that way they know that they can, especially the parents with the children, because I see a lot of my kid can't on these support groups, you know, or I'm scared or what will my child do? And so I went to them and I said, I want to try this. And they said, okay. And I started filling out the forms for self-employment. And I said, I've got to start my YouTube channel. I already had one put aside. It was a few years, you know, being static. And I was like, I already have a channel going, let's start trying. And so I started just making videos and being positive and showing with these children with nystagmus, yes, you can. You can achieve your goals and dreams even though you can't drive. 
um, it's okay even though your child's visually impaired. And then I also, um, I also struggle with dyslexia and um, mental health. I have anxiety and depression. And one day my editor and I, we were talking and she goes, Amanda, you already volunteer for SANE charity, um, changing mental health for good. Why don't you also write about mental health on your blog? And I said, and I prayed about it. And I said, Lord, do you want me to do this? And it came out to be a yes, share your story. So I started writing about my journey and it's okay to reach out. It's okay to go to therapy. It's okay to have those fidget toys and things to help with anxiety. And then this past year, I am also a Christian. And I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, I've been, I've been writing general blogs too about, about our journey um, as, as a daughter of, of you and a Christian. Do you want me to go public? And he said, yes, child. So in 2019, I wrote about positivity movement and going forward. And then this year, it's more courage, more self-control, and more joy. And it certainly has been a journey with this COVID going around. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. You know, just to set the table straight, you you taught me um, what your condition is. You explained that you have what is known as um, nystagmus, um, a new word that I learned today, which basically means that you're visually impaired to the tune of 20, 2070 or 2080 um, corrected. Apparently, you can see a little bit, but it's kind of like looking through a piece of saran wrap. It's really difficult for you to actually see. So you, you're basically impaired and you can't drive and you can't do the normal things that a person with regular vision could do. You know, I, I wonder if you would be comfortable sharing with us how how being visually impaired affected your family. I know that you live with your grandfather. I know that you've had a difficult upbringing. If it's okay with you, I'd love to get that context before we talk further about where you are today. Sure, absolutely. That's no problem. Um, I was actually born with congenital nystagmus, congenital meaning I was born with it, um, because there's actually two forms of nystagmus. And so um, growing up, my mom, when I was real small, she noticed I was struggling to see. She took me to several eye doctors, and they bounced around from, yes, she's visually impaired, no, she's not. And after several years of fighting in fifth grade, um, my, my eye doctor finally admitted that, yes, I'm visually impaired. I would need large print. I wouldn't be able to drive. So my mom had to take all that paperwork back to school, and they had to retest me again for the second time to get me registered as a student of being visually impaired. So um, I grew up in Texas and from fifth grade until seventh grade, I was getting large print and consults once a week with the teacher of the visually impaired. And their role was to make sure that I was getting large print that I could see the best of my ability. And then in seventh grade, my family and I moved here to Florida and um, I, you know, finished up my middle school years, was being very successful in the classroom. And then in ninth grade, I transitioned into high school, and our plan was to continue getting the large print, but because of my large print needs and dyslexia needs, um, I was actually placed on the special education diploma track. And um, when my family and I finally realized I wouldn't be allowed to go to college with that, I made up my mind that I was going to fight the school district. And my sophomore year, I actually wrote a letter to the head of the department saying, I want a chance to be switched over to the general education population with accommodations. 
and the they were not happy to hear that and of course they agreed to let me try and the rule at the time was you know I had to make at least a C or better and if I failed I would be right back into special ed um, a month after that meeting my mother um, unexpectedly died of a heart attack a week before my 17th birthday and then I was brought into my grandparents care my grand my grandparents are amazing um, and so I fought the school district again they said oh your mom died you know maybe you really should go back to special ed and I said no and it took me five years but in 2008 I graduated not just with my regular diploma but with honors i went on to college got my bachelor's degree in journalism with a minor in education congratulations and, um, thank you and um as far as daily living goes i use a screen reader to make my computer large i have a um, digital talking book player actually right next to me that will read me books and i also have a speech to text um, system on my computer where I can take a printed material, scan it in, it'll read it to me, and I can also write on it and it will speak it back to me mm. to catch any dyslexia errors I might have. And of course I have the iPhone, but um, that has voiceover and speech to text. You know, if you have an iPhone, you know, if you look under accessibilities, it's, it's right it, there. It's all there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and um, I really want to take this opportunity to thank my grandpa for allowing me to chase my dreams and goals because without him, I wouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. um, my father dropped me off on their doorstep when I was a young teenager and said, I don't want to, my dad has no relationship with me and that's his choice, but my grandpa is amazing and my grandma was amazing as well. Um, unfortunately, she died two years ago from um, Alzheimer's mm -hmm. and um, actually that's one of the reasons why I call my audience my butterflies. Help um, honor her, but there's also more to that story. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll talk about yeah. we'll talk about your audience, and I want to hear all about your butterflies. But first of all, I want to honor your grandfather. I want to honor your grandpa because um, I just want to honor him, and I want to ask you about victimhood. A lot of people who go through difficulty in life. Uh, if you look today with the COVID-19 situation and uh, the political situation and just the world in general, there's a lot of victimhood, a lot of people feeling bad about where they are. But I look at you, Amanda, um, you are not a victim, not in the least. You honor your grandfather. You're not even a victim regarding your father. You say it's his choice, meaning you're open. Um, you are a Christian. You are a journalist. You are a proud graduate with two powerful degrees. You keep pushing. How can we get some of that? What can you tell people? Be positive. To help them not be victims. Be positive. Surround yourself with positive people. If somebody is mean to you, be honest with them and be like, you know, um, you've been mean to me and I really don't like that. And, you know, um, I'd rather be around positive people. I'm going to be cordial to you. Of course, I'm not going to be rude. But, you know, I need to be around positive people. And 
the people in my life are just positive. That's my grandpa, my dog, Duke, my editor, Jessica, and my best, one of my best friends, Matt. And um, it, it's all about deciding to stay positive and, and, and inspiring others. Um, right now, I'm actually in the process of rewriting my book um, in November. What's the book called? Right now, the working title is um, Life with Nystagmus, 10 Questions Parents with Nystagmus Ask Me. That's the working mm -hmm. title. Mm -hmm. And um, unfortunately, last November, my hard drive just out of the blue crashed. And yes. I lost This, this will happen. <laughs> mm -hmm. I lost everything off my laptop. And as a journalist, I lost everything from college, all my photos, everything current. Mm. And of course, I did have to cry as a journalist. I, I had to grieve. But then my, my family and my friends were like, Amanda, just get up. You have to get up. And then I... I saw something online where one of the kid, one of the parents of the children with nystagmus said, "My kid can't." And I'm sitting there going, "No, that's not the way you need to say that to your child. If you say you can't enough to your child, they're going to start believing that, and we don't need that." Wow. So I said, "I'm going to rewrite my book. I'm going to take what I have, my first draft, and rewrite it. And I'm going to do it for those parents. I'm going to do it for those kids." Wow. And you mentioned earlier, you said, yes, you can. Um, I, I wonder if that's not a title right there. Yes, I can. You know, yes, I can. But um, Amanda, let's talk a little bit about today. Um, you know, we understand now that, in my opinion, you are a hero, the hero of this story, the story of someone who has, has met some, some tribulation, but faced it with bravery not with, a, with any victimhood, and now you've decided to start a YouTube channel, which is very difficult for any of us. And you're doing it every single day. You're taking your journalism vision and your dream, and you're doing it every single day. Tell us about your, your, your viewers, your butterflies, as you call them. Um, tell us the kinds of things you like to share with them, Maybe even a little bit about who they are. Tell us about your YouTube channel. Okay. Um, on my YouTube channel, I share about you know, living visually impaired, how to stay positive, my Christian devotions, tips and tricks, silly things about being visually impaired. Um, one of my past blog posts was a tag from another YouTuber and writer, and I said, yeah, when Halloween comes out, my best friend Blind as a Batgirl shows up, and we hang out, and we watch movies, <laughs> and we promote, we promote what it's like to live healthy with eyesight that's poor and how to save eyesight because prevention is better than trying to find a cure. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I just I try to inspire people, and the reason why I call my audience my butterflies is, one to remind me of my grandma. She loved butterflies. And um, one of the last promises I said to her before she died, and she was very concerned about um, me eventually getting an income, living on my own, um, that kind of thing. I said to her, I said, Grandma, I love you. I said, thank you for, you know, um, 14 years of, of service, of helping raise me, finishing me off, providing me with basic, you know, food, shelter, clothing, and more but I'm going to make you a promise that I'm going to be like a butterfly and I'm going to succeed. And you don't have to worry about me anymore. You can go in peace. And after we had our conversation, she went to sleep and she went to go be with the Lord. 
Um, and so um, I see these kids with nystagmus and these people with mental health problems and these people with other learning challenges, no matter if it's dyslexia or whatnot, um, I see them as growing butterflies. You start off as a caterpillar and then you go into your cocoon and you morph into a beautiful butterfly. And we all change and grow and, and it's about achievement. It's not about failure. It's about achievement and becoming a beautiful butterfly. Wow. Becoming a butterfly. You know, so many people have definitions of success that are material, um, that are, you know, it's about how much money you make or what position or title you achieve in the world. I wonder what your definition of success is. Success for me would be being able to inspire others to eventually, hopefully once COVID uh, clears up, to be able to get enough money to live comfortably and travel, to promote my book, to go around and talk to these parents and these children with sight loss and dyslexia and other learning disabilities and say, yes, you can, especially to those parents that are scared because their child has nystagmus and maybe their vision's worse than mine, to say that you don't have to live in fear with nystagmus. You're, you don't have to be scared of your child having nystagmus. It may be a challenging condition, but it can be lived with. And if you work with getting your child to be positive and learning how to adapt to the vision that they do have, no matter if it's worse than mine, better than mine, whatever, they will be successful. But it starts with you teaching them, and I can help you do that. Wow. All I can say is that whether you call your book um, um, Life with Nystagmus or, or something else, I'm going to call this episode Yes, You Can. Because I am so inspired by you. You know, you say that your definition of success is really to be able to inspire other people. I don't even know if you realize how powerful that is um, and what you're teaching me. And I, and I hope anyone listening about, about just the, the power of, of just being um, and, and the way your beingness in the world is so powerful to me. Let me ask you, Amanda, what makes you happy? You know, if you look back over there, that's my guitar. Okay. Music is what makes me happy. And I discovered um, very early on that sometimes happiness comes before success. In fact, it should come before success, which is, which is one of the things that um, I, I've lived with all my life. Um, actually, just to share with you, I, I was born in a, a, a war zone. Um, and we were, my mother and I were running from, you know, bombs and hunger and, you know, terrible millions of people were dying. And in the midst of that, when she couldn't feed me food, she would sing to me and singing music made me happy. And that's when I learned that music could actually chase away fear. It could chase away hunger. Uh, my happiness made me successful. So I want to ask you, what makes you happy? What makes Amanda happy? Well, besides inspiring these children and these parents and people around the world, just being around my friends, my family, which includes, again, my grandpa and my dog. And, you're, talk, um, you're talking about Duke and yeah. Jessica and Matt, right? Yeah. And my grandpa, <laughs> of course, yes. And your grandpa, yeah. Yeah, um, just being around them and being around um, my friends on the internet. You know, it's always good to get online and, and chat with them and be like, hey, what, what are you up to? And it's like, good, keep, keep going with your business, keep going with 
setting that goal and this goal. Um, definitely that meeting milestones. I know eventually I will make my first sale um, on my store, on my website. I know eventually I will get paid for my writing and make a decent living. And um, I'll be able to travel. I want to travel to England one day and around the world. And I know one day that's going to happen and it's going to make me happy. Oh, my goodness. And I hope you meet the queen. <laughs> Keep me posted about your, your dreams because I know that they're all going to come true. Um, Amanda, I actually want to learn from you before I let you go. If you could boil your life's discoveries into three nuggets of wisdom that you can share for people who want to find their happiness, want to go after their dreams, but don't know how. Maybe something's holding them back. What are the three nuggets of advice you would give all of us about how to move forward in our, in our place of happiness? Find your passion. Go after it like crazy. Number two, have faith. Have faith in something. For me, that's Jesus Christ. But have faith in something. And number three, don't let other people say that you can't. Say you can. If they say you can't, don't listen to them. Say you can and always have that support network of friends and family that support you. If somebody doesn't want to be supportive, don't be around them. I mean, be nice, but don't be around them and stay positive. Stay positive. And uh, I always end my, pod, my uh, videos with uh, butterflies, I love you. Stay positive and fly high and I'll see you next time. And, and that's what I mean. I mean, keep going for your goals. Oof. Amanda, I think I'm going to have to call you Chief Butterfly. <laughs> I like You're that. The Chief Butterfly of the YouTube network. I just want to say again, it's been my pleasure, my honor. You are a bright star. You are a light in the world. And I just know your journalism and your writing and your bubbly personality is going to take you so far. So from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank you, Amanda, for being a guest on the Profitable Happiness Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. All right. Thanks for tuning in to the Profitable Happiness Podcast. For more episodes, visit drpalay.com. And remember, get happy first and success will follow.